0: Hi, I'm Bec Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life podcast. A podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the spouses behind the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever, whenever, and Defence Bank offers competitive products and services tailored for ADF members and defence spouses. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome to the Military Wife Life podcast, Cherie. Hi, thank you. Well, thanks for coming on. If we can first start by you telling us how long you've been with your now husband, your military member and how you met.
1: So we've been together 25 years. We've been married for the 25 and nearly married for 26 now. We met through mutual friends in high school, but I didn't know him then and didn't actually meet him until we started working together.
0: So when you met your husband, was he in the process of joining defense or did he have the dream of joining defense
1: like how did defense come into it? He didn't join until he was in his 30s. His cousin's in the Air Force and was chatting to him when he was in his late 20s. And he just decided to make a career change and he was going to join the Air Force. Unfortunately, they just strung him along for too long. And he went in one day for a meeting and the guy wasn't there. So he spoke to a petty officer and he's like, do well, not you just join the Navy instead? And he was gone in 10 days. Because he did join when he was that little bit older.
0: By the time he ended up joining Defence, had that even been part of the plan? Like how did you both decide on that together and what sort of went into that decision did you sort of do research
1: about it? what it would be like how did that work no just talking to his cousin mainly um we kind of tend to jump in with both feet so we just thought it sounded like a pretty secure career move then when we went down we went down for a meeting all together when he decided to change to the navy and we just said look you know, what, give it a chance and see how we go. And I guess it sounded like
0: it was a bit of a slow start with it taking a fair while with the RAF, but then he quickly changed to Navy and it was like, all go, go, go. How did you sort of handle that with
1: him, you know, signing up to Navy and then being gone so quickly? So we already had two kids. We'd been married for 12 years and we'd never been apart for more than probably five days. And that was only when I had the kids in hospital. (laughs) So it was a change. It was a big change. But we've been lucky that our kids adapt really well and that we did have our family support on the Gold Coast. However, a lot of them didn't understand how you could just let someone go away. (laughs) It's like, well, sometimes you don't have a choice. So we just, we just, we did letters, a lot of letters, And I still have them all. Emails, um, the odd phone calls, of course. I had a lot of support from another spouse whose husband left on the same day. And um, her daughter was a year and a day younger than mine. So they became best friends and still are. And um, we'll actually be catching up with them. They live in our next posting location. So we'll be able to see them again. It was just having the support of everyone, I think. When he went off to training, like how long was
0: that separation? And then what happened? You went straight to the first posting location um, and were obviously thrown into Defence Life?
1: First training was the recruit school. So that was 13 weeks. And then we were allowed to go down and see him at graduation. We came back to pack up the house. Uh, we moved back down to Cerberus. We were there for eight and a half months and then he did his first posting location. So we were lucky while he was training for his um category school that we could live down there with him. And then we moved to Perth. So he posted into Perth. He started the day we did downlift. He went to sea for six weeks. He came home for 10 days and then went to sea for six months.
0: Wow. <laughs> so what was that like being in a your first posting location, well, second posting location after you'd already moved while well, he was completing his training. What was it like to be in Perth? Him straight away leave, and then you sort of have to like organise and set up your life in this location where you know no one. Your husband's away and
1: doing his thing. You've got a couple of kids. Like, what was that like? It wasn't easy, but it wasn't something that we just thought, oh, we're never going to handle this. We just plodded along and just got through, the kids settled into school really quickly and I got a part-time job. So that was great because it was around a lot of military wives as well. But the biggest support was the other wives on the ship and the um, female crewmates that my husband had, like they were the biggest support for us. If we hadn't had them, we probably wouldn't have survived. We would have said, no, that's it. We'll chuck it in now. So how did you go about meeting them (laughs) when your husband had left straight away? They sought me out, the um, other spouses. I'm still friends with them. As today, I speak to them almost every day still. So um, they said, do you want to come and meet up for coffee? And we went and had coffee and then that was it. We just became firm friends and they're like family.
0: So once I guess the dust had settled and your husband did those quick first stints away once you'd moved to Perth. What was your actual introduction to defence life like when by the time he came back and you settled into your first posting location? It
1: was kind of just like moving anywhere else. I mean it's it's different. Like you said, you're you're where you don't know anyone. I did find that, and I still do, make friends a lot quicker than I normally would and become a lot closer to people than I normally would have before. It would take me years to become close to someone, but now it's, it's more, you know, they're like your family. They're just like one big family, even overseas, different States. It doesn't matter. We've been lucky.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess you've all got that common thread and you kind of have to make fast friends because if you don't, you miss out and you're off to the next posting location.
1: Yeah. And I just, I'm not the type of person that would just wants to sit around and, and not get out there. I'm actually quite introverted normally, but I know that if I don't make an effort, sometimes other people are probably just as scared as me to say something. And my husband is super shy. So if I don't make the first move, even on his behalf, then he just doesn't talk to people. But then I think other people are probably in that boat. So making the first move for me is always the way because I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable or left out or just want everyone to feel included. So that's why I just jump straight in and include myself everywhere.
0: And so can you tell us whereabouts you're posted at the moment and what the near future holds for defence life for your family? So we're in Canberra, but we are moving to Sydney in five weeks. And how is that all going with
1: you know, preparing to move to Sydney and getting all of that organized? If you had asked me yesterday, I would have probably started crying. But today we just got approval for our rent ceiling increase. And we're going up on the weekend to be able to look at houses for RA because there is no service residence at all. But yeah, yesterday it was all up in the air and we were just like, (laughs) we have no idea what we're doing. But today it's a lot better because we've got everything approved.
0: Roller coaster, And it may may be different by the time you go up to Sydney on the weekend and then actually look for the rental properties. But today's a good day. Yeah. So I guess, what is the near future likely to hold? Obviously you're posting to Sydney. Will your husband be in a job that's a shore job? Like how does it work with your husband's job?
1: So he'll go back to sea. He's posted into one of the ships. He hasn't been, because he did his first six and a half years in the Navy straight at sea with no shore posting. Then he finally did a shore posting and then we went to Hawaii and then we came back. So he hasn't been to sea now for seven years. So he's a bit nervous. I'm a little nervous because both my boys have special needs and the younger, one. I don't know how he'll handle his dad going back to sea because when he was at sea last time, he was only three. So it's going to be a big difference between 10 and three, but we'll just get through it like we do with everything else with the support of everyone. And just having people to talk to and vent to and (laughs) ask ideas from so
0: and so because you are a little bit worried about you know that big gap it hasn't been like a constant two years on two years off sort of thing and you're both your kids have the special needs have you specifically sought out I guess schools with a DSM or have you specifically looked into any extra help that you can I guess provide or or information that you can get your hands on to I guess help support the kids when the time does come for your husband to go. Yes
1: yeah, so we've already spoken to this DSM at my son's new school um, we got permission to live in location for him to go there so we're actually going to go and see the school on Monday as well but they've been great support already and he's not even a student there. So I've applied to be the coordinator for defence special needs in Sydney so hopefully that comes through and I'll be able to help out others and keep myself busy.
0: Nine out of 10 defence spouses wish they found out about defense banks sooner. Okay, I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast, but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning, has cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, and pin change functionality, savings roundups, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Fitbit Pay, Garmin Pay, the list goes on. Oh, and if you really want to go to a branch, you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. What is your field of work and how easy has it been for you at the different locations to find work?
1: It's been hard. My background is medical admin and I was lucky when he first trained, I was working at the specialist department down at Cerberus. But then after that, a lot of people, as soon as they see defence on my resume, like for previous experience, they won't even look at it. How do you know
0: that? Is it just because you've gotten that feedback or you haven't been able to secure interviews? How has it
1: been going? Because when I get interviews, they ask. And I can't leave it off though, because that's all my experience. So it's really hard. But I figure if they don't want me then, they're not the sort of company I want to work for anyway, if they're going to be, I guess, discriminative in that way. So luckily I've been able to have, I've secured an interview already from the new location. So hopefully that comes out and I can get a job while I'm in Sydney.
0: And did you and your husband have a general posting plan that when he joined Defence you, you know, you'd love to go here, go
1: there or were you happy to just go with the flow? So at first we were happy to go with the flow because the way we figured was we were going to see Australia and Defence was going to pay him to do it. But then when we were in Perth the first time and I was working at the bank, a guy came in and He was the same rate as my husband and he was moving to Hawaii. So I, of course, grilled him about it and found out that it was a possibility that my husband could do that. And I said, right, this is what we need to do now to get to Hawaii. So basically every posting after that, every promotion was to get him to Hawaii.
0: And so you got there. So what's
1: the plan now? (laughs) Is it just to go with the flow now? Just go with the flow now. I'm too old to do anything else.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So how was that posting to Hawaii? What was that like? What was the prep like? How long were you there? You find out usually
1: a year in advance. He had to do six months training, just under six months training in Georgia. And then he came home and then we all went across. It was amazing. It was the best experience we'd ever had. And I would highly recommend it to anyone. We had one child that had just graduated year 12, but he was still in 17 so he could come plus he has special needs he studied online at an australian private college for three years our daughter graduated over there so she had that experience and started american college and our youngest started school there
0: how have your kids found going to the different locations and obviously an overseas posting what do you feel like that's added to them and their lives and i guess them being resilient and anything that would be a positive that the kids have taken from that
1: yeah, well, like our daughter, she struggled a little because, you know, girls want to have their best friends forever, but she's still friends with all of her friends. Um, and then she realized that like when we were over there, she's like this experience could not, you know, you can't match it. You wouldn't be able to match her. Like the graduation ceremony alone for her school, there was 792 kids and they hired Aloha Stadium just for the graduation ceremony. So those sort of experiences, you just can't beat even having the boys with, they both have autism. So usually change is a big thing for them, but they both loved it over there.
0: And how did you find the differences with, I guess, the military community overseas compared to over here? Like what kind of feel was it? Did The Australians stick together, or did you integrate with the wider military community over there? What was it like over there?
1: We integrated with the wider military community. Most of our friends were actually American military and actual local Hawaiians. We didn't live on base, so we rented a house and we were lucky our landlord lived across the road. So basically, the whole street was like one big family and they were all Hawaiian. So my daughter went, my kids went to the local school. They didn't go to the on base school, but their sense of community is a lot different. They treat their military families very well. Like if my husband wore his uniform to pick Brody up from school, the little kids would just come running up to him and saying, thank you for your service, Mr. Brody's dad. Um, They're very respectful. They have what they call a family readiness group for every unit. And it's basically a group run by the spouses and they just like someone had surgery. So they organize a meal train. So everyone would take over a meal every night for them. I had my appendix out within two hours. My husband had about five different meals sitting on the kitchen table. So it's very, very different because I don't know if it's maybe a privacy thing in Australia that we're not allowed to give out information, but over there, you actually are allowed to know what's happening. Like if people say, Hey, my wife's in hospital having a baby. Well, then you're allowed to contact them and say, Hey, what do you need type thing? So it's a lot, I feel it's a lot better in that sense. I do. I did like that a lot more having that extra family that was just there. It was literally like an extended family.
0: And especially being so far from home as well. It's amazing to know that you had that support. So, I guess speaking about spouse support, do you make use of any spouse support in Australia and on your various postings around Australia?
1: Your coffee mornings and trivia nights have been the best. I wish I'd have known about them earlier. We have contacted different companies before to have help. Uh, When I had my son, we did contact one so that, because my husband, we had him early. He was born early and it was an emergency, but because it wasn't an emergency cesarean, I got no assistance at all. So I literally drove the kids to school, drove to the hospital, had the baby. I couldn't even talk to Shane because he was working and he was the only one doing his job. So I was talking to his CEO while I was in labor. So that was pretty hard that was really really hard because I didn't know where my children were going to go that night while I was in hospital I had literally no one luckily my mum surprised me by coming up after the baby was born and she came in and got the keys and drove the kids home (laughs) and then came back the next day and got me but um yeah I just so I I tend to not ask so much now for support for big things we've had help with um like recently the um housing We, we were able to get our rent ceiling increased but the information was not given To us directly by who it needed to be. We had to go in a roundabout way to get the information, to get the help. Um, I think that a lot more direct information could be given to spouses and families.
0: And so, I guess, at what stage did you feel you started to have a good spouse friend network? Obviously, you had that great community overseas, but um, talking about support over here, you've mentioned that you come to the Military Wife Life catch ups online. They have only been going for a year. Before that, were you able to find a good
1: spouse friend network? Um, Mainly from the ships. So, most of my friends are from like their partners work with Shane on the ship and we've met through our husbands and then we're still friends. And we still, some of them have even, their partners have discharged, but we still support each other.
0: Yeah. And so what have been some of the things that you've done to, I guess, make this journey and defense life a little bit better for yourself, obviously, when, you know, your husband's away or, you know, training or whatever he's doing and you move to a new area, like what are some of the things that you do to make it a little bit
1: easier? I organize stuff. I organize dinners and coffees and we organized a family day when my husband's ship was away one time because we were just like, you know what? It's halfway through the trip. Let's do Christmas in July. Um, So yeah, I like to just organize things and make other people feel included because I know what it's like to not feel included, to, to feel that you're on the outer and you don't really have anyone. So then I figure if I make other people feel included, then they won't feel the same way. And then I'll meet new friends as well. And mental health wise,
0: how do you look after your mental health?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm too busy looking after everyone else's mental health, <laughs> but no, I've been fine. If I ever need to vent or I talk to my husband, start with, cause we've got really good relationship. And then otherwise I have family members and I have my defense family. I'm, I've been lucky. I haven't need to, to see a counselor or anything, but um, you know, I've always had been lucky to have someone there when I've needed them.
0: And what have you learned along the way? What can you, or kind of wisdom can you impart on anyone that's listening that isn't as far into the journey as you or is just
1: starting out in defense life? Take it as it comes. There will be really, really hard days, and you think, like I did yesterday, that this is it. We seriously cannot, this cannot happen type thing. And then the next day it happens and everything calms down. So, I just take it as it comes. We make the most of every posting that we can. So even if we move somewhere and it's just not my favourite place to be, like Canberra is just too far from the beach. But we've made the most of it and now we're moving back near the beach. So I'm like, if you just make the most of everything while you're there, embrace everything, get included in everything. You know, if they have a coffee morning and you can go, go. Even if you don't know anyone, even if you're scared or worried, message someone who's going and just say, "Will you meet me at the front door?" or put a post, you know, a comment in. Uh, we've actually done that. There's been a few wives that have said, "Look, I'm not comfortable coming by myself." We said, "Fine, message me and we'll meet you at the front door." We don't know them, but now we do. So I think just embrace the life, embrace it for what it is. It's like I said, there's bad, there's good, but just go with go with what you can.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Sheree, and telling us about your spouse experience and your family and defence life and all that comes with being a defence family. Thanks, Beck. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this.